combat sports fans, it's time for another great edition of Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Wow, what a weekend of action. And on top of that, we finally hear the announcement we're waiting on. The WWE has been sold. Uh, apparently, my bid of um, my bid of one hundred and seventy-five dollars was uh, clearly a little low. It's fine. It's fine. No, in all seriousness, uh, if if I could have bid for it, I would have. But uh, you know, I plan on eventually sending the kids to college and you know, buying fun things for people I know. So decided not to fully bid on that. That's you know, it is what it is there. But no, we'll talk more about that in a minute. There is so much to talk about. PFL, Bellator, NXT, WrestleMania happened. WrestleMania happened. And, of course, we'll talk about all that, including uh, UFC's got some stuff coming up as well. AEW, all the usual suspects were in action. But first, I want to tell you how you can be a member. You, yeah, you can be a member of the show. You guys are already members for your listeners. But you can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Strong Style, Jeremy York, any of those. You should be able to find us. You can, If you are a person who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, you can go to our Twitter page, at Team Impact Media, and click on the appropriate link. Listen as many times as you want. There is no cap. You can also follow me. On social media for uh, show-related things, non-show-related things, uh, lots and lots of fun stuff going on uh, around here, and uh, just fun things I, I eventually get into. I need to uh, post some things now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but at the Impact 99 is how you will find that, and of course, and that is on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And, of course, if you want to uh, look for us anywhere, you find a podcast, including Spotify, Podcast One, and the iTunes Store. You can do so those places. If there's a place you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. And we will fix that uh, just as soon as we can. So, big weekend. Big weekend coming up. Big weekend that happened. Let's start with the PFL, who kicked off week number one in Vegas. Remember, the first three weeks were in Vegas. It will take a short break, and then three different times in June, which is the 8th, the 16th, and the 23rd. They will be right back here in Hotlanta. Hotlanta. We plan to be there. Uh, Hopefully get some really fun things going. I think you guys are going to uh, you guys are going to enjoy that. We're going to, we're working on some logistics and stuff as we speak. But 
They kicked off their the PFL week one of the tournament. And my goodness. My goodness. The lightweights and the featherweights, they put on a show. I'm going to mostly talk about the... Well, I'll go through each fight, but I'm gonna I'm gonna really break down the uh, the main card. Uh, you had Kasangane with a decision winner over Hendricks in the lightweight division. There, that was, that was a pretty good fight. Kasangane, pretty good fighter. Uh, and one I didn't see coming, but hey, more power to him. As we saw Delon Monty, who I said uh, is one of the most intense fighters I've ever met, but he's actually pretty cool when you get talking to him. Uh, he loses the decision to Ty Flores. Ty Flores comes in as a minus 3,000. That was his, that's crazy. Uh, I, I didn't know much about Ty Flores, so I saw this fight, and uh, he gave Delon Monty a, a big time there and uh, ends up with the win. Decision winner for Braga as he beats Pinedo. As uh, the Brazilian picks up the win there, Gabriel Braga over Jesus Pinedo. Braga keeps that zero next to the lost column. He's still undefeated. Uh, Alejandro Torres, or Alejandro Flores. Daniel Torres and Flores ends up with the decision win in that one. Josh Silveira with the submission win over Sam Kai. Silveira, man, he he is he will get after it. He is fun. Uh, gets it done in, in round number one. By the way, he uh, he you know people remind him. For fighters all the time that they get paid by the fight, not by the round. Get them out in the first round. Um, Martin Hamlet or Hamlet said that really badly. Sorry, sorry, Martin. Uh, Hamlet he gets the win over Muhammad Fakhruddin. Gets it done in the uh, the first round, of course. Another first round stoppage there. It's, it's, it's great. Submission win. Uh, in a rematch. They, these guys have fought, I think this is the second or third time. They don't like each other. There's a lot to it. It, it would I, I could probably I could probably have an hour long show as to why Chris Wade and Bubba Jenkins don't like each other. Uh, but in the end of this one, it came down to Jenkins uh, just just used his wrestling to control the action and uh, did more in the fight than Chris Wade did. And so he gets the win. So congratulations to Bubba Jenkins on that one. Hayabuyulev uh, gets the win over Ray Jikudo by decision. Kudo, man, you, you gotta you gotta give him props. You know, hang in a fight with somebody like uh, Kai Bujlev. But in the end, he ends up with the decision win. Remember the PFL, 
for a decision win, you get like three points. You get like four for a second or third round stoppage. I think for a third round stoppage. For a second round stoppage, you get five and six for a first round stoppage. Uh, it's That's how they do them. And you can actually DQ wins and things like that. You can uh, you can actually get negative points, which is kind of crazy. But uh, so that decision win gets some three points. We go to Christoph Jocko against Will Flurry. Will Flurry ends up with the decision win in this one. This was a good fight. You know, Jocko recently out of the UFC. I think Flurry spent some time there before as well. Uh, these two are only going to make the light heavyweight division that much more, that much more, uh, just deep. That roster is ridiculously deep. We get to the co-main event as Tiago Santos took on Robert uh, Wilkinson, uh, who still has one of the best mustaches in fighting, possibly in the world. Uh, decision win for Wilkinson, which is good, but here we are. The defending champion has three points, and uh, a couple of the other people in the division already have the jump on him with four, five, or six. It's going to be a little tougher. Rob's going to have to get a stoppage in this next one to move on, but hey, Tiago Santos is a heck of an opening fight. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good fight, though, but Rob definitely won that. And then we get to the main event for the uh, as your reigning, defending, undisputed featherweight PFL champion, Brendan Lochnane took on Marlon Marais. A lot of UFC fans know who Marlon Marais is. You should know who Brendan Lochnane is. Uh, and if not, pay more attention to this show and the PFL. Because Brendan Lochnane reminded people that uh, he doesn't get paid by the... He gets paid by the fight, not by the round. Gets out of there in round number two with the TKO win. Man. Just uh, really, really exceptional performance. Uh, Mariah said had some good moments as well. He, he didn't completely just kick the can the whole way. Uh, definitely had some good moments, but, uh, Brendan Lochnane is a, uh, he is, he is a beast and anybody in the featherweight division, he just puts you on notice because, well, he got five big points. Not to be outdone. PFL two week. Number two is just tomorrow night. And you're going to get the women's featherweight division and the heavyweight division. Two really, really exceptional divisions. Uh, let's start with the main event, which is in the women's featherweight division. You're going to get Julia Budd, recently over from the UFC, taking on Larissa Pacheco, who is the reigning, defending, undisputed women's featherweight champion. Uh, this is going to be fun. Julia is going to want to keep distance, and she is going to want to uh, use her range and her striking, I believe. And uh, Larissa Pacheco is going to want to get this. She doesn't want to get in there and grapple and wrestle. 
and get it to the ground because if she gets top position there, uh, it's it could be over for Julia. That's going to be an exceptionally fun fight. I can't wait to watch it. Saturday night? No. Add that backwards. Tomorrow night. I think uh, prelims start around 6, and the main card starts at 10. It should be a lot of fun. I believe it is on ESPN. We will have producer Sassy looking into that. Actually, don't know. Is it at least the main card on TV? Oh, there it is on ESPN two. It's going to be on ESPN two starting at 10 p.m. The main card will be on there. Okay, good job, producer Sassy. She found that for us. They're always watching fantastic things while I'm doing this show. That's why some of the pauses happen. Uh, but Pacheco versus Bud, man, that that's gonna be it's gonna be a war. Not to be outdone, your heavyweight main event is, if I'm not mistaken, these two have fought quite a bit. Bruno Capeloza and Mateus Scheifel. These two guys are a lot of fun. They, uh, I believe Scheifel won the last time they got together. They are similar in reach. I believe Capeloza has a slight arm advantage in that. Uh, but Scheifel also has about 20 pounds on him. So that should be very, very interesting. I think Scheifel's going to want to get in there and mix it up early. I think Capeloza is going to want to is going to want to keep his distance a little bit, and then you know he's he's going to he's going to want to get this to the ground. I believe uh, it should be a fantastic fight. Uh, I'll be honest. I think Larissa Pacheco is going to beat Julia Budd, and I think uh, Matias Scheifel is going to beat Capeloza. Don't know how. Uh, women's featherweight. This is a big fight. Aspen Ladd versus Elena Kolesnik. You guys remember Elena? Got to talk to her last year. She was, um, she's amazing, by the way. She does some, some really great things. Uh, we know that Aspen Ladd is going to use striking to set up a ground game. Uh, not only because is she good on the ground, but that is a weakness of Elena. But Alina knows that, and she's been working on things like that. She doesn't just sit around and box all day. She doesn't just throw a kick into a bag. You know, this uh, it, we're going to really see what she did over the offseason, meaning Alina, because she knew she was going to get a matchup like this, and uh, she got it right out of the gate. It is not unwinnable. She can very much win this. Um, I do think Aspen Ladd is going is probably going to win. That's that's my official pick. But if Elena won, we might be just as excited here as uh, as she is there. But uh, definitely look forward to seeing these ladies mix it up in Atlanta and the potential to uh, uh, chat with them both. Look forward to chatting with all of them.
with the, with the, all the superstars. Um, also on the main card, I believe, we are going to see Biagio Ali Walsh. He is the grandson of Muhammad Ali, I believe, versus Isaiah Figueroa. This may be the actual, this is a amateur lightweight bout. Okay. I was about to say, I didn't know if Ali Walsh had officially declared as a pro yet. But uh, you would think Ali Walsh would have the advantage in this one. And, and so I think he will win. But I don't know I don't know anything about Figueroa. And I don't know much about Ali Walsh. I would just say Ali Walsh because he's got the bigger eye. This next one in the heavyweights, it's uh, this is something out of like a Mortal Kombat movie. This is going to be crazy as Renan Ferreira, 6'8", 252, by the way. It's crazy. Versus Rizvan Kuniev, 6'4", 255. Uh, Renan has massive arm reach advantage. I mean, almost nine inches. Uh, he's, a, he's a tall, lanky. Uh, Brazilian, but I don't think that Rizvan Kuniev cares. He's going to go in and try to mix it up, and the easiest way is you close in on that distance, and then he can't use the distance against you. Um, I, I saw Ferreira last year when he was heavily favored just get it handed to him. Um, I think Kuniev is going to get in there and try to get it done maybe in round number two. I'm taking Kuniev. Uh, Marcelo Nunez versus Maurice Green. Uh, Green was fun to chat with last year. Didn't get a chance to uh, to check out Marcelo. But um, I do like just the overall grit that Maurice Green has. Uh, Nunez is, is, is no slouch for sure. He, he has a slight weight advantage. Uh, but Green has a four-inch height advantage, and I think he's going to use that to his advantage. So I will take Maurice Green in that one. Staying in the heavyweights. I mean, a lot of them. Danilo Marquez is taking on Jorgen De Castro. Uh, these are both seasoned vets. Uh, Five-inch height advantage to Marquez. About a 40, how are they letting that happen? A 40-pound advantage to Jorgen De Castro. Seems to me that Marquez is going to have to use his speed and agility to keep this at a distance because if Castro gets a chance to lay on him, then uh, it's it's going to be over. Um, I'm going to say Marquez is going to find a way to get that one done. Martina Zindrova, or Yindrova, is going to take on Amber Lebrock. I don't know much about Amber. I do know that I saw Martina Zindrova uh, really whoop up on some people last year. So I, without knowing anything about Amber, I will say Martina Zindrova, who uh, likes to use tennis as a, uh, a cross-training thing, and uh, she's quite the tennis player, by the way. 
Also with the women's featherweight, we're going to get Evelyn Martins versus Carolina Sobek. They are both 4-0. Somebody's getting there first. Well, not necessarily. It could be a no contest or a draw. Uh, but more than likely, somebody is getting their first loss in this one. I honestly don't know a lot about either. I'm going to just say Evelyn Martins uh, just for the sake of saying it. Uh, I, I really don't know enough about either one of them to make a guess. So I will go with Martinez, as I said. And lastly, I believe this is going to open up the it's going to open up the card as Marina Maknakina going to take on Yoko Higashi. Uh, Maknakina had some really good showings last year, and uh, uh, did some really great things in the PFL. I remember getting to chat with her as well. Uh, I'm actually going to pick Marina to win this one. I don't know anything about Yoko Higashi, but I do know that Marina is a heck of a fighter, and she is going to be bringing it. But that is your week two preview from the PFL. I said uh, ESPN Plus, I believe, is carrying the prelims. And then ESPN2 is where you'll find the main card. Let's go to Bellator, who quietly had an event in there too, and by quietly, not at all. Bellator 293. There we go. Finally coming up. Uh, in the main card, this this is a pretty good fight. You, you got to give them that. Uh, Marcelo Gome and Daniel James uh, went out in the heavyweight division. Daniel James finds a way to end this one early with the TKO victory over Gome. Did I make? I did pick him as a TKO. So uh, good on me to go 1-0 and there. Hopefully you guys listened when I told you that. Uh, Kat Zingano ends up with the decision win over Leah McCourt. Kat Zingano looked pretty good. She did enough to win, definitely. Uh, Leah McCourt made it look pretty close. And I have never seen anybody kind of shove Kat Zingano around quite a, quite the way that Leah McCourt did. So I like that she was in there and she was going for it. But uh, Zingano ends up with the win there. You would have to think maybe she's next up for Cyborg. But once again, we, we don't make the decisions. Uh, John Salter gets the decision win over Aaron Jeffrey. And uh, then John Salter uh, promptly calls it a day. Uh, really good career for him. He had some, some really solid moments in there. I, I guess he's going to get into coaching. It, they didn't really get into it much. But uh, good luck on whatever future endeavors you get into, John. And uh, John Salter is a heck of a fighter. Archie Colgan gets the TKO win over Justin Montalvo. 
Archie Colgan stays undefeated. He is now 7-0. I had him with the TKO victory in my own picks, so nailed that one too. And then finally, Luke Trader gets the submission win over Sullivan Cauley. And uh, Luke actually one-upped everybody as he proposed to his girlfriend in the ring afterwards. She said yes. Good thing it was submission win. He didn't get into a bloody battle or something like that. But uh, Bellator just, I mean, on WrestleMania weekend, but they, they quietly put together quite the card. It was very entertaining. The main event uh, had a lot of, of really fun moments in it. The, the Kat Zingano, uh McCourt fight was, was probably one of the best on the main card. Um, just, you know, Bellator keeps pumping it out too. They don't quite have the, the depth and the roster of, of the UFC, but that just means that you see more of their stars more times. Uh, but very, very good fight for them. Um, and UFC 287. We'll go ahead and preview that. It's coming up this weekend. Let's see, it's that one. Now they're about to move a couple of them around. That one, yep, there it is. It is at the Kasaya Center in Miami, Florida. Your early prelims are on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. The prelims is all on Saturday. The actual prelims will be on ESPN and ESPN Plus starting at 8. And the main card pay-per-view will start at 10 p.m. I know John Anik was excited because he can he's like 45 minutes up the road from this one. That, that's fantastic. Uh, let's just talk about the... the Main card. Uh, to kick off the main card, we they're going to start off with Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Rosas Jr. is the uh, slight favorite at minus 260, plus 210 for Christian Rodriguez. Uh, Bantamweight fight. You got 7-0 versus 8-1. I don't know why there's this, this big a discrepancy, but I will take Raul Rosas Jr. Um... Maybe with a stoppage in the second. Uh, Kevin Holland is going to take on Santiago Ponzanibio. It's a fun, fun name to say. Um, Kevin Holland is the minus 260 favorite, plus 210 for Santiago. I'm taking Santiago. I don't know why. I just uh, I felt like in the last few fights, Kevin Holland hadn't quite been the superstar that, that he once was. I don't think he's fading. I just, I don't know. He's had to have some good performances. Give me Santiago in the slight upset. Uh, next up, Adrian Yanez is taking on Rob Font. This is a solid matchup. Uh, Rob Font looking to get back in the, the good graces where he was uh, not so long ago. Adrian Yanez 
I mean, he's the favorite, minus 180 to plus 152. I think Adriana is going to find the way to get the victory in this one. I don't know if it's a stoppage. It may go to decision. But uh, this could potentially be the match matchup that steals the card. Although, the co-main event and the main event are something out of a video game. As we are going to get Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Gilbert Burns a minus 475. Ouch. Plus 350 for Jorge Masvidal. Uh, Masvidal says if he, if he doesn't beat Gilbert, that uh, he could be potentially hanging him up. Which, that's fine. I mean, he, he just had a successful game-bred boxing card just uh, just last weekend. So, you know, maybe he's going to get more of that stuff. Uh, I, I don't think he's exactly done yet, even if he does lose. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I would love to see Masvidal get the win in this one. I just feel like Gilbert's just uh, on a roll right now. So uh, Gilbert Burns should win that matchup. And then not to be outdone for the middleweight heavy or the middleweight world title. Alex Pereira gets the rematch against Israel Adesanya. It's the fourth or fifth time they've faced. This will be the second time in an MMA environment. This is nothing personal, Izzy. I think Alex is going to retain. I think Alex retains. Uh, I think he knows how Izzy wants to fight. I think he knows how to put him in some weird situations. And uh, I think he can adjust mid-fight, even when Israel and Izzy decides to change things up or do something different. So I just feel like Pereira is going to end up with the win. But that wraps up our MMA portion of the show. We'll take a quick break and tell you about our friends at betonline.net. And when we come back, it will be all about WrestleMania and the rest of pro wrestling from last week. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Strong Style. Make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. Net. They have the betting lines, the wagering lines, they have the articles, and of course they have the podcasts that make you a better, more educated fan. So make sure to visit them, make sure to tell them Impact Media sent you, and uh, they love to hear that, and we love to hear that you told them that. First part of the show, we talked about the PFL. Uh, they had week one of their Vegas trio of nights last week. They had week two coming up tomorrow night. Uh, Bellator 293 happened over the weekend, and UFC 287 is on deck this Saturday. I uh, missed any of our MMA talk. Uh, make sure to go check that out first part of the show. 
Uh, I'm going to open. I'm going to open with uh, with this news because it kind of kind of deals with all of it. The WWE has been sold. I think they want to wait till after WrestleMania because the WWE sets up their fiscal calendar. Look it up, kids. Their fiscal calendar goes. Uh, WrestleMania is the uh, the end of the year for them, basically, end of their fiscal calendar. So the night after or the day after WrestleMania is day one of their uh, financial calendar. So I think they were sold uh, after that. They were sold to Endeavor. Well, wrestling fans, you may not be that familiar with Endeavor. MMA fans, you should be. Because Endeavor is who purchased the UFC a couple years ago. So now Endeavor owns WWE and the UFC. No, that's not a monopoly. No, that's not a... I don't think they're going to bunch anything up anytime recently, anytime soon. Um, Vince McMahon is staying around to be in a big leadership role. That is the most I know about that. There are a lot of things online about who is in charge of what, as far as the Endeavor and the UFC stuff. Dana White is still very much running UFC. Vince McMahon and others are still very much running WWE. Um, I think it's they're valuing it at like nine million, and they're saying the UFC is about twelve million. So that means combined, these two properties are twenty-one. Maybe it's is it billion? Maybe it's billion. It's got to be billion. Either way, uh, WWE officially has been sold. We will see what that means. Uh, moving forward, I don't think that much is going to change. I know Nick Khan is still the president and still in charge of that aspect of it, but definitely more details to come. But for now, WWE has a new owner, and it's not named McMahon. We will see what happens with that. Not to be outdone, let's start with NXT Stand and Deliver, because they very much did that. There was not a lot. There was not a lot of standing around. There was a lot of delivering. Uh, the, I think we pretty much had this nailed down the show as to the way things were going to go. But we'll still go through the results anyway. Tyler Bate and Chase University of Duke Hudson, Andre Chase, and Thea Hale defeated Schism, otherwise known as uh, Ava, Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, and Jagger Reed. Uh, so they retain... Chase University retains the rights to Chase University, which that's what we predicted. And there's a, a, a big rumor going around online that Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed have asked for their release. It's uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting, because that would do something different to Schism. What I think would happen at that point is, I don't know what they would do with Ava, but I feel like Joe Gacy would probably be brought up to be part of Bray Wyatt or something along those lines because uh, he, he is very good at what he does and he needs uh, a place to do it. They had the big ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship that... Uh, Indy Hartwell is your new NXT Women's Champion as she beat Roxanne Perez, who was cleared to perform. Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Mira Valkyria, and Tiffany Stratton. 
it was not without some eventfulness, but uh, Indy Hartwell had a little bit of help from Dexter Loomis, who, who returned for a minute. Don't know if it's a permanent thing or not, but uh, it was good to see uh, Index back together for a night. Uh, NXT's best tag team, in my humble opinion, Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang defeated uh, the family, which is Stax, Lorenzo, and uh, Tony D'Angelo, and also the Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus, with Ivy Nile by pinfall. It was a good triple threat. Uh, these are three teams that that uh, can do some really fun things and uh, some really good things. But like I said, Gallus might be one of the best teams in WWE, not named Uso, but really good match. Glad Gallus retained. Wes Lee defeated Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Druganov, and J.D. McDonough all in the Fatal Five-Way for the NXT North America Championship. You know, I told you guys that either Dragon Lee was going to win or Wes Lee was going to win because the rest of them just didn't make a lot of sense. And uh, I can see Wes Lee and Axiom kind of having a program moving forward a little bit, but for now... Uh, good for Wesley. He has more than proved that he is a capable and great champion in all of the... Uh, he's defended it against so many people. It's just insane. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeats Grayson Waller by submission in the unsanctioned match. But the real winner of this was Grayson Waller. Because... Johnny Gargano made him look like a million-dollar star that he is. And Grayson Waller uh, owes Gargano a steak dinner or something. Uh, 18 minutes of just solid gold between these two. Uh, if this doesn't help Grayson Waller, then nothing is. And once again, Johnny Wrestling proves why he's called Johnny Wrestling. If he's in a match, you better be watching. Uh, we have new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, as Alba Fire and Isla Dawn defeated Fallon Henley and Keanu James. I hope they keep them as a team. Uh, they're, they're a fun team. I know they have stuff going on between Briggs and Jensen and, and all of them, but uh, fun to see Isla Dawn and Alba Fire with the Women's Tag Team Championships. Good job, ladies. And in the main event, as we predicted Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams defeated Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. A lot of people think Braun is going to get called to the main roster or, uh, you know, maybe take some time off or do some other stuff. Who knows? But Carmelo, if somebody was going to beat Braun, it needed to be Carmelo Hayes, and it was Carmelo Hayes. And now there is a new king on the throne, NXT, and I look forward to this week to see um, I'm sure he's going to do some some uh, really fun things now that he has the reins in NXT. Let's move to WrestleMania. WrestleMania, of course, was two nights. A lot of people said they liked night one more than like night two. I thought they both equally had some great moments. Let's start with night number one as we open up with... John Cena versus Austin Theory. This is another one, another kind of matchup where uh, 
where Austin Theory needs to look like a million bucks, even if he doesn't win. Well, it was for his United States Championship, so a little over 10 minutes in, he gets the win over John Cena. It looks good to open up WrestleMania, and it was actually a pretty solid match. Actually a pretty solid match. So good on Austin Theory, the local boy doing well. Uh, They had a WrestleMania showcase four-way tag team match. The Street Profits beat Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders which just jumbles all those teams together. Again, it just, it, I don't know, none of them stand out. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Logan Paul. Logan Paul had KSI. He, he had so many different uh, tricks he was pulling out of the bag, and in the end, Seth freaking Rollins wins. He's going to factor into something a little bit later down the road. Uh, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch all defeated Damage Control. I just, what are they doing with Damage Control? Like, they they started them off and they did okay, and then now it's uh, just, I don't know. They're they're kind of kind of in in kind of a weird gray area, and uh, they need to break out of it. Good sip of coffee there. Once again, I will tell you what kind it is. They do not sponsor the show. And if uh, you do have, if you if you are a coffee company or food company or anything like that, and you want to sponsor parts of the show or sponsor the show in general, uh, reach out to us all the ways I said in the beginning. And uh, let's talk because if we line up some sponsors, then I get to talk about you right now. Uh, but instead, I can tell you that Trish, Lita, and Becky did beat Damage Control. A um, little bit of a cluster of a match, but, you know, how long are, are Lita and Trish really going to be around? Probably not much much longer before they, they get back out of the ring. Uh, good nostalgia in that one. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Dominic Mysterio by pinfall. I really thought this was going to be... Ray's swan song, where he loses to Dominic, makes him look great, and moves on. Instead, he just made him look great. Dominic has come a long way, and when Ray does step away, which I think is in the very near future, but uh, until then, congrats on Ray. He is now in the Hall of Fame, and he has a WrestleMania win over his son Dominic. Rhea Ripley is your new SmackDown Women's Champion as she beats Charlotte Flair. Look, anytime these two wrestle, take my money. It doesn't matter who wins, in my opinion. Uh, Rhea deserved it. Charlotte is still the better wrestler, but you know, even Charlotte realizes that you need more, more Charlotte-like people, more stars. And if you can make Rhea Ripley the next star... That is definitely one that you can run with. And uh, this thing went over 20 minutes. It was a really good match. Uh, in a match that just, now that you think about it, seems as predictable as it should be, but it wasn't to start with. Uh, Pat McAfee defeated The Miz in a singles match. Good for Pat McAfee and good to see him back for a minute. And then we move on to the Usos defending their undisputed tag team championships against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
and we have new undisputed tag team champions. This was 20 plus minutes of just ridiculously great action. Good for Kevin Owens, good for Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's going to factor into something I'm going to say here in a little while as well. Night two opened up with Brock Lesnar defeating Omos. A little faster match than I thought it should be. It was right around five minutes. Uh, Omos, though, he he was a four-year collegiate basketball player. He is from Nigeria. Uh, He had a great interview with Daniel Cormier on uh, the Volume Network, otherwise known as uh, Colin Cowherd's. Uh, I actually heard it on the way to the studio today. I, I had no idea that's who we talked to at WrestleMania. But uh, Omas had, had a really good showing with Brock Lesnar. And a lot of people consider Brock one of the uh, baddest men on the planet. And for Omas to go toe-to-toe with him, I, I thought it come off pretty good. Of course, Brock gets the win, but Omas is is finding that spot on the card that I think is is perfect for him. Uh, there was a, a women's fatal four way showcase match, aka doesn't mean anything. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. It was okay. It was kind of a cluster because they weren't really going for anything. They were just there. Gunther defeated both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to retain his Intercontinental Championship. I'm telling you guys, somewhere, possibly by the end of the year, if you see Gunther in the main event, then it is uh, it is definitely a possibility. But a good match, good match. And Sheamus and Drew McIntyre looked like they got attacked by hyenas. They had so many marks on them. It was uh, quite crazy. Quite crazy. But uh, let's see, moving on. Bianca Belair defeated Oshka. There just wasn't enough buildup for Oshka to take this. Somebody's got to knock Bianca off their throne, but with Charlotte losing on night one, I, I was pretty sure Bianca wasn't going to lose on night two. Normally don't get a double shakeup like that. The interesting thing will be that Rhea is a raw superstar along with Dominic and the rest of Judgment Day, and now she is the SmackDown Women's Champion. So we will uh, we'll see what happens with that. Snoop Dogg defeated The Miz by pinfall. Good for Snoop Dogg, it, you know. Pat McAfee got it in the first night. Good for Miz, too. Miz is that guy that everybody wants to work with. All the celebrities, all the outsiders, because he's so easy to, to work with. So uh, he gets two matches, and he gets to host WrestleMania. So he got two matches. Fantastic. Um, Edge defeated the Demon Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, classic Hell in a Cell. Had its moments here and there. I just hope that this Edge-Finn Balor Judgment Day stuff is is done, and Judgment Day moves on, and Edge moves on because it's just kind of getting annoying. But uh, this was a good Hell in a Cell match, and then finally, Roman Reigns defends his undisputed Universal Championship against Cody Rhodes. A lot of you guys are upset because Roman retained. 
to which I say to you, uh, same thing as I said with Oscar match a minute ago, there wasn't a lot of buildup. And Triple H even said at the press conference afterwards, I watched it just like you guys did, that given the chance to tell a bigger story, they're going to do that. And as Cody even says, finish the story. Well, this story still has a ways to go. And if somebody is going to beat Roman Reigns, I'd say Cody is third on my list. I think Sami Zayn is a guy that could do it, and he would be number two on the list. But the person that I think makes the most sense to beat Roman Reigns is Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Yes, he's had his matchup with him before. Totally get it. Saw that match. Great match, you know? Great match. But it seems like, you know, you're not getting Ambrose back. You're not getting Dean Ambrose back. That that ship sailed, got set on fire, and sank to the bottom of the ocean. That's, that's hardly never going to happen. So, it's got to circle back then to me. And, and Seth Rollins makes the most sense. Like I said, Sami Zayn makes, makes a good uh, bit of sense, too, because uh, he's running so hot right now, and he's, he's a great performer like that. Um, and then Cody or KO or something, if you want to throw them in there. But I, I think it's really, I, I go Seth is is probably the one that takes him down because it. I mean, you just you get all those tie-ins. So overall, I thought WrestleMania. You know, give it a give it a eight eight and a half stars out of ten. I think that's. Pretty fair. It was it was it was solid the whole way through. It had its good moments here and there. Um, even the the moments that didn't mean much, they, they were still there. They still did some some uh, good stuff. And you know, now we'll see what the new owners have in store for. Them. That wraps up our WWE coverage. Let's jump into AEW. That is heating up. All the same. Uh, let's start on AEW Dynamite, where we started off with Jack Perry versus Matt Hardy with Ethan Page down there. Um, Hook and MJF both played into uh, the end of this match. MJF mainly came out to jaw with Jack Perry. As I said, they are taking the core four as I refer to them, of Jack Perry, MJF, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara, the four pillars that I said you can build this company on into the future. And they are all kind of watching after each other and going at each other here and there. So Jack Perry got to verbally spar with MJF. That was really good. I think Jack Perry had some better moments. Uh, Jack Perry does beat Matt Hardy. The Matt Hardy-Ethan Page stuff is is highly entertaining. Uh, Matt Hardy is setting them up somehow. And I don't know exactly how, but when it happens, it's going to be great. 
Uh, good for Jack Perry, though. Like I said, he more than held his own on microphone with MJF. MJF kind of overproduces his speech sometimes. But uh, Jack Perry sounded like there was some real, there was some actual real, real angst in there. Um, Dalton Castle and the boys took on the Blackpool Combat Club and got squashed by the BCC. I just, I don't quite know what they're really going for with that, except for trying to make them look super dominant again. But uh, Dalton Castle and the boys say you got to be on big network TV. Too bad you weren't on for very long. Uh, Jeff Cobb took on Kenny Omega, who was defending his uh, New Japan belt. I think it's his, I think it's a North American one that they have. But um, big win for them. Oh, Jeff Cobb. That's what I was doing. I was talking about Jeff Cobb. Lost my train of thought for a minute. Uh, Jeff Cobb is a tremendously underrated performer, and uh, him and Omega completely tore the house down. Uh, just, just really, really good. And uh, in the end, the Blackfold Combat Club comes down after Omega gets the victory, and Brian Danielson comes down, and it looks like he's going to help Omega, and instead. He uh, buries him with a knee. Looks like Danielson is back as the fourth member of the Blackpool Combat Club. And we'll see what that means this week. I believe they had a big microphone session. We will see what they come up with. Um, Orange Cassidy defended his belt against the Butcher with the blade down there. Uh, really good match. Uh, the Butcher, otherwise known as Andy, is... Is really good. Him and Orange have a lot of good chemistry, a lot of good things they do in the ring together. And um, even though I had a pretty good idea, he was, he, you know, he wasn't going to win. Uh, I thought the Butcher was uh, on point and, and very, very good. Uh, Willow Nightingale took on Ruby Soho. They're really just, it's this big thing where it's going to be Willow. Rio, uh, Sky Blue, Jamie Hader in there a little bit. But basically them versus, what, the Outcast or whatever they're calling themselves. Uh, Soho ends up with the win. And uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't like their faction so much. It's not, not the Outcast or anything. Oh, it's kind of weird the way they're doing things. And then lastly, Adam Cole made his debut. What a great debut, re-debut it was. Um, um, Adam Cole looked good. You can say ring rust. A little bit here and there. Daniel Garcia was a, a weird matchup for him, but it actually worked out pretty well. So great to see 
Adam Cole back in the squared circle and enjoying himself. And uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, come down to congratulate him at the end. And uh, I said, I just, uh, I felt like they, they did really good, especially in, in uh, Adam Cole and his return. Uh, that moved us to AEW Rampage, where we got Sammy Guevara versus Konosuke Takeshita. Really, really good. Konosuke is another guy that I know he is, I think, a New Japan prospect or whatever, but, uh, man, I would try to keep him around as long as I could. That kid is is uh, really, really special. Another sip of coffee there. Once again, if you want me to talk about your coffee or your drink, contact the show. We will uh, get that going promptly. Uh, Guevara ends up with the win. And, you know, in the last year or so, I haven't been the world's biggest Sammy Guevara fan. The All Access show, where it shows a little behind the scenes and kind of shows the rest of the story. Uh, Sammy started growing me a little bit. He's just a, a young wrestler trying to make it work. That's why him being one of those pillars... I think is is very very key. But that moved us to Brody King and Malachi Black with Julia Hart, who took on the best friends. Orange and Orange Cassidy and Buddy Murphy ended up coming down there. Uh, best friends won this by DQ actually, as Brody King threw I think it was Chucky e. T through a table, and the referee just had enough of the shenanigans and just called for it. But uh, best friends get the win, but them and Orange really, really paid for it. Next up was Marina Shafir, who a lot of people don't realize. She is friends with Ronda Rousey. That's how she got into wrestling. Her and Shayna Baszler and a couple others transitioned from the MMA world to the pro wrestling world, and uh, Ronda had a lot to do with that. But uh, Marina Shafir took on Taya Valkyrie. Taya, of course, ends up with the win. Uh, she could she could really interject herself into the top echelon of uh, women performers, especially in AEW in the not-so-distant future. Uh, Juice Robinson took on Action Andretti. This is a pretty good match. Juice is a weird matchup for people, but... It's good. Like, he can even be a strange matchup, and it just, you know, and it, and it kind of worked. But he's a really good matchup, and especially against an accident Andretti. Uh, Juice ends up with the win. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Action Andretti is a guy that uh, he's – Gosh, he's nowhere close to a Dolph Ziggler, but he's kind of like a Dolph Ziggler where every time he's in a big moment, he's more like Eric Young years ago in Impact Wrestling. That uh, when when the, the lights are brightest and you give him a spot in, in a big spot like that, uh, he just, he is money. And uh, Andretti is is very, very good. He's fitting in nicely. I uh, would like to see him in a feud at some point. But uh, for now, Juice Robinson looked fantastic. 
Now, we do know that Friday, April 7th, which is tomorrow, AEW Rhode Island debut in Kingston, Rhode Island. You can get your tickets at AEWTix.com. Bell time is at 8 p.m. for Battle of the Belts. I'm going to quit Roman numerals 6. I don't have any announced matches on here, but Battle of the Belts is uh, part of AEW Rampage. Like I said, it will be on tomorrow night at 8. Let's go to New Japan, where David Finley and Gato, David Finley is the new leader of the Bullet Club. I mean, they needed one. Jay White is officially gone from New Japan. Not just Japan, but New Japan. I mean, it's time for him to kind of move on, maybe, anyway. Uh, but he took on Sonata with his brand new haircut and new look and new attitude. Looks like he has leaned up a little bit. He's gotten a little leaner, and uh, it's a good look for Sonata. I'm a big Sonata fan. Uh, they fought in the New Japan Cup final, and it surprised me a lot. The brand new leader of the Bullet Club loses to the new look Sonata, but Sonata recently left the uh, Los Ignorables de Japón when he beat Naito. And uh, he has formed one called uh, Five Guys or Just Five Guys. And it's like him and and uh, a couple other guys. It seems like he's emerging as the, the leader of this group. And so instead of being a second or third big star in a big group, he is the number one star in the smaller group. So congratulations, Sonata. Uh, he called out Okada. Sonata Okada should happen sooner rather than later. Maybe Sonata actually wins. He's he's right there, leaning up. He, he got a lot more accomplished, a lot more done. It was really, really good. Uh, I would say go back and watch. David Finley versus Sonata, if you get the chance, in the cup final. Uh, New Japan just continues to bring it. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna look into maybe trying to get the more recent stuff because it's about three weeks old by the time they show it on TV here. So I would like to see what, uh, what other matches were on some of these cards that they are showing us. Um, Impact Wrestling did a another random recap. And uh, some random matches and stuff. We got to see Josh Alexander versus Kenta and some other fun ones that we haven't seen yet. Uh, but, you know, them coming off a, a big event and everybody dinged up. They gave everybody a week off, basically. And we'll see what the aftermath of all that is. But, little wow women of wrestling. You know, each week, like I said, until until I kind of get a feel for how they are are uh, doing their shows, I'll just tell you guys some of the uh, outstanding performers, the ones that um, the ones that uh, really look good on television. Um, where was it? Where was it? 
Uh, Holly Swag, I would say, is is one to watch along with, um, I'll be honest, Vicky Lynn McCoy did some pretty good stuff against Princess Aussie. Wow, women wrestling continues to just bring it. They've got some big talent. Like I've told you guys, multiple people that have come from there. Um, you know, definitely, definitely Holly Swag. I think is is somebody you could see down the road, possibly in another company. Hopefully they keep her and, and uh, her on-screen mom. Don't know if they're actually related or not. Big Rig Betty. They're a good tag team. Um, their tag division's kind of hit or miss, kind of like some of the other ones. But uh, in the end, uh, WoW does some really fun things. And so I uh, hope they keep up the great work. I mean, the, uh, the, the Tonga Twins and Ice Cold and Genesis. I mean, there's there's some really good talent there. G.I. Jane. But uh, and, and they do a good job of booking, and they have a good live crowd. Uh, WoW does some fantastic things, and uh, you guys should be watching. But it's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to come on here and talk pro wrestling and MMA each and every week. These are two of my passions. I absolutely love both of them and uh, getting to participate and cover things and talk about it with you guys when I see you in public. But until next week, this has been Strong Style. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses. Deuces.